What do you think that's for, Marty? <laughs> Yay! Everton. Why did it do the Z cars? It's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? Well, that's, that's why I've done There's bound to be some history behind that, but um, yeah. I, I have no idea. No, no, do I actually? I should have probably looked up, but I thought Bel, Belu Usik, if that's the right way to pronounce his name, um, this weekend. So I thought I'll, I'll do the, the Belu tune, which we will cover. We will cover Belu. Um, how are you, mate? You okay? Do you know, I used to think Hump Day thought of something there and meant something. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I honestly did. I used to think for years ago, why are they calling it Hump Day? And then I went, then somebody explained it, I went, ah, right, so it's not, it's not what I thought it was. So, no, it's like, you know, it's like Steak and Blowjob Day. <laughs> so, so basically, you were dating girls and going, come on, love, it's Wednesday. Wednesday I know. Come on. I couldn't figure out why Dom was done the two pizzas for a Tuesday. I thought, make it Wednesday. <laughs> Look in with the with the hump day. So uh, anyway, mate, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll get started. But I want to start with the the super series that was in Glasgow, which I went to the way and didn't go to the fights because I had to look after my little girl and I was doing dancing about to strictly come dancing. But I did watch it and it was a bit shit to be honest. It fell it, it fell a bit flat. Um, the the well, so we'll start with the Ryan Burnett fight because, we're, we're, like I said, we're getting on later in the week and press has been covered lots of times, but he obviously had that injury to his back and I think it's the first time I've saw a fighter grab his back. Usually they get through the round and they kind of limp around, but he went straight down. Um, yeah, it looked like a, like a weird sort of, um, you know, like a, a windy, broken rib punch or something like that, didn't it? Just uh, he, he just literally... Uh, or a kidney punch, sorry, he just sort of went down and, uh, um, and you know, had to take the eight count from uh, from there and, you know, fair play to him, battled back up to his feet, but, yeah. Yeah, but I think, I thought his trainer done the right thing, um, Adam Booth, because I had a fear that he was going to go back to that corner and get sent back out again, and I thought, no, 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 his back's gone, or sort of a disc or a muscle or, or whatever it is, and um, thankfully Booth done the right thing and, and, and pulled him out, but what a way to lose your world title and, you know, being in a, a stage like that as well, because it was only f- four rounds it went. Um, and he was starting to open up in Denair a little bit, and Denair was looking quite good, actually. I didn't think Denair was going to make the weight, and he did. And I was really surprised at that, because I think we discussed... Did we discuss that last week, that we thought he might... Yeah, sorry. We were talking about him coming down the weight, for sure. We were saying, look, you know, he's, he's coming down his age. Uh, you know, well, that was certainly what my prediction was, that uh, I thought that would would take it the two the two sort of home uh, guys would uh, would get yeah. the win so you know one one out of two ain't bad you know, nah I know just I mean, yeah there's not much to be said about the fight though is there Denier everyone do you know what really annoyed me right and I'm not saying this is no shot shot at Denier the amount of it's almost I, I, virtue signalling again isn't the right the right word but Denier comes on TV and goes yeah it's a terrible way from lose his world title and, Gives it says the things that anybody would say, not should say, would say, and suddenly everyone's going, "Oh, what a great guy!" and all oh, how magnanimous. Going, what the fuck else was he meant to say? Was he meant to stand at the top of the ring and beat his chest, going, "Yay, look at me! Look what I've done!" Of course, he's not going to. But the amount of arse licking, arse licking there was towards him after it, and 
it, 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 it does my head in when it happens. You're going, the guy's, yeah. wh- wh- why are you playing? I mean, he's an, apparently he's a nice guy and he, for all intents and purposes, he, look, he seems a nice guy. I'm not saying that against him. It's just that everybody seems to want to jump in this bandwagon of arse licking <laughs> for something that he should do. It's not something that he should do. It's something that he should do. Why is everybody so surprised that you're going to go on and say, yeah, do you know, that was a shit way for a guy to lose his world title, you know, to hurt his back. <sighs> yeah. No, no, yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, I think, to, to be honest, it, it's got to, you've got to a pretty bad state if, uh, you know, I think, if, if somebody does something decent, you know, then, then fair enough. You got, you know, you take your own opinion of it. He's, he's, he's a nice fellow. But like you say, it can be blown out of proportion for something that, like you say, you should just be maybe yeah. expected to do out of common decency. It's, it's, like, know, it's like everyone wants to be seen to be almost fucking... You know, they get the people that go to funerals and they're not really related to the person and they might have... Might be loosely friendly with them, but they're the ones that are crying the most at the funerals if they're trying to make a big show of it. And it's a, a look at me thing, look at me, look at me, and attaching herself to something that you're going, yeah, what the fuck is that? I, I just, it's, it's. Oh, I can't. You're talking about wedding crashes, I've seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it follows on from though? And before we got into the Josh Taylor fight, and again, that's not a go Nito Denier or Dorito Denier as I called him last week. Um, yes. Little Dorito. Um, so it's not a go at him. He's just saying the what anybody would say, but the reaction towards it is as if it's fucking. I, I don't know. He should be put up for a Nobel Prize. Please, please, I'm get my words right this week. Dorito Denier and please, pleases. Um, <laughs> but it did my fucking head in. And the other thing that, that, that leading on from that, I went to the the weigh in, um, and I met some inter- I met some nice guys and interesting guys who I will will probably send this out to. Um, I, w- I won't mention who they are or who they work for, but they said send me stuff. Um, and I was offered an interview, or, or said I could have went for an interview with one of the Sourlands, and, uh, and I refused it. I should have done that. I, I, I think <laughs> interesting. Nah, nah, nah. See, this is the thing, Marty. Why go and interview someone who you're going to ask the same questions as everyone else, you're going to report the same thing as everyone else, unless that guy's going to give you something that he's given no one else, you're basically just putting yourself in that same... That's why I don't do interviews on this, mate. That's why we don't have boxers on. That's why we don't have things like that added in, because everyone's doing it. And when I said to the guy who said to me to do it, he went, do you know what, that's quite an interesting take, because nobody did refuse that. And it's interesting that you did because you don't want to be the same as everyone else. And no, I, I take your point, but I mean, I, I, I still think it's in, you know, I mean, we, we, we babble on with our points of views and, and, and all the rest of it, but I, I still think it's it's nice to get a, a point of view of somebody who, who's. But what would, know, what, what would you get? What would you get? What would you get different? No. They, I mean, I, literally, I watched them get people interviewing them, and it was like a, gr- a group of. You know, you you know me, Marty. You've you've worked with me before, so you know I, I I do think like this, and this is the way I do act. And and in general, you can you can vouch for this because you've had the experience of me doing things. I don't like the laughing hyenas. You know, when a big boss comes up from somewhere, um, London or New York, and then suddenly everyone's, you know, all these people that were saying, yeah, I'm going to tell them something. Nah, that nah, but that's what it looks like. They're all surrounding them, laughing. It's like laughing at your boss's fucking jokes when your boss is an absolute dick. And I'm not saying Sullivan's a dick, but it reminds me of that. It, the foreign and the, the the pleasing because they've got some sort of fame that you want to attach yourself to to then make yourself 
famous or whatever and, and I'd rather not do it it's not it's not my thing mate and I, and I did say no and I, I thought the guy thought the guy actually said that's quite a refreshing approach or, or words to that effect he says not many people would do that and I thought yeah that's you know I mean it's horses for ghosts you know I mean I what arse lickers yeah you can you can listen to me but yeah but what are you going to yeah, no, I know that, but what's the different? But what's the different angle you're going to find out? Nothing. That's that's the whole point. That's what he was saying. The guy even said to me, "Yeah, you don't really, because they're all going to report the same thing. They're all hearing the same answers. They're all going to ask roughly the same questions, and they're going to get unless you get an exclusive where you're sitting with him for an hour, and he's going to give you something that no one else has got. That can that's a bit different. I would I would take that. I would absolutely take yeah. that opportunity. But yeah, no, then and then of. God, sorry, mate. I'm going off on a bit of a rant because I'm, I'm getting a bit of pissed off with these people. I, I hate it. The the fame hungry crowd you can get on Twitter, and this happens across everywhere. You know, Insta famous and all that. Is we, we've used those words before, but the amount of people who are linked to boxing magazines, podcasts, commentary, say what you will, the amount of foreign they do over boxers and stuff because they want access to them. Is it's doing my head in? <laughs> I sit and read some of the things. I go, oh, you're giving me the creeps. Going to stop it. Going to stand on your own two feet. And be yourself. You know, you've worked with me, Martin. You know what I'm like. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that fake kind of. You know, laugh at your boss's joke stuff, and it kind of annoys me a little bit. It's when I see it, I feel like going, fucking give me, give me my skin crawl. Going to stop doing it. You're a man. Stand, stand on your own two feet. Do your own thing. Don't just attach yourself to someone else's fame. Do you know what I mean? And it's a, yeah, sorry mate, I've been off on a rant, but they're doing my fucking head in. Oh, they do my head in. Anyway. Yes, poor Ryan Burnett. We did, we did, we did start. Yeah. You know, watching it, I thought it looks like it was one. Of, it was going to be one of those sort of potential slow burner sort of fights. You know, fairly even. Yeah. You know, yeah. As you said, Denier didn't look particularly rusty or anything else like that. And, and you know, the other thing that would have maybe been interesting if it had the fight gone on. Um, I think I read somewhere that they said uh, Burnett may have slipped a disc in his back, which would be yeah. bloody painful. Um, surprised he was able to stand up at all. If uh, uh, if that if that was the case, um, and yeah, I mean it's it's a crap way to to lose it. I mean it, you know. Oh yeah, it's, it's a awful awful way to lose it. It's the equivalent, sorry, of uh, you know like you, when you know Tyson Fury or Bellew or anyone as as or Martin Murray have trained for fights and fighters have pulled out through injury. Well, but it's, it's it's even worse, you know, mate. They've lost their world. He's lost his world title. Everything. He's not. He's not just missed out in a fight. He's lost his world title. It's fucking. It's like he's had. A, he's now he, unbeaten records gone, which in boxing, unfortunately, people hold high. Um, you've lost your world title. You're out of the super series, which would have made you could have made you potentially quite a bit of money, and it would have put you on a world platform. And now he's injured. No world title. No platform. And if it's an injury, he's the base he's back. Considering the way fighters. Use the you obviously you punch from your feet when you when you're a fighter you 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 punch more a lot of people if you don't if you've never boxed before you don't punch with your hands you punch with your feet it's like a whip effect so if he loses the ability to use that whip because 
that comes through that part and that that's quite pivotal to say to to get that power through to whip through your yeah. body if that injury carries with him mate that might be something that happens again and again and again and if it does he's he's, he's fucked pretty much which i hope again i hope that that's not the case but when it happened i thought oh god son that's because he went right down it wasn't like he even went oh twinge yeah. he went straight down and you went oh that's well that's that's a that's not often you see a fighter go straight down like that so yeah just a freak thing it's done and he i mean the only thing i mean if if i if it was me and uh, you know obviously you would you'd be devastated to to lose your title yeah. and everything else like that but yeah, if you can take any solace in it is just in the fact that you know it wasn't it's not like within those four rounds the nail was all over no him. he wasn't it, you know and it was calls from awkward pressure in the way he had to move and keep out the way of him um it, it's just a freak thing uh, as you say i do think there is you know there, there, there is this thing about fighters, you know, keep keeping that zero, and and, and, and then you know, it, it, I, I think the longer they have it as well, it becomes a bit. Oh yeah, it does. Even more careful than you know, they don't take the fights that maybe the the fans and stuff want to see. Um, but I, I hope he comes again. He's young enough. Uh, yeah, he will come. Again, I hope he does. You know, it, it's 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 not. You know, I know the records will look, will, will say it's a defeat, but it's it's not. He'll know in himself that he wasn't actually beaten, if you like. It's, 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 it was a, a you know yeah, a breakdown with his body. Well, let's let's hope he comes back. What did you think of Josh Taylor? Then I'll, I'll give you mine first. Um, I thought Ryan Martin froze. I th- I didn't think he was a bad fighter. I didn't think he lacked courage. I thought when it first started, I thought maybe he's one of these fighters that's good enough to have a look at someone. You know, you guys like Floyd Mayweather come out for a round, don't really throw any punches but move around and they want to see how fast the other guy is and what he does when they make a, you know, a little faint and they want to see his reactions. I thought, maybe he's doing that. And then as it went through, I thought, he looks really tight across his shoulders. He looks as if he can't relax. And because he couldn't relax, when Taylor starts, Taylor Taylor was quite a fast starter on Saturday night and he's really slick and he looked as if he relaxed, didn't he? I, I thought Taylor looked a bit tense at the weigh-in as if he was over, you know, over hype. He like, over um, hyped up, let's say, and I, I did write an article and say oh, that that could be his downfall. And he said, "No one will ever beat me in Glasgow as well." And I thought, "Fuck, so don't say that." <laughs> that's, the, that's the commentator's cousin. But don't ever say anything like, "No one will ever beat me in Glasgow." Just before you fight uh, in Glasgow, obviously. So I just thought he looked tight. I thought Taylor was was really good, but I just thought Martin looked as if he froze. It, 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 and, the, and the stoppage was. Victor Lachlan's a good referee. Right, Victor Lachlan is a good referee. I've saw him referee loads and loads yeah. of loads times. I've never had a complaint, but the stoppage was pretty poor. Although Martin wasn't winning, he wasn't really getting beat up. He had a cut above his eye, and Josh Taylor yeah. was starting to go through the gears a little bit. I get that, but he was never in any real trouble. And the punch that actually puts him down is an illegal punch. It's behind his ear, and that's why he goes down sideways, and he holds on the side yeah. of his head, and Lachlan just runs over and waves it off. And I was like, everyone's going, what the fuck? you doing it's a 12 round fight the guy isn't hurt it's an illegal punch if anything you should be saying look I could give give you a few seconds it's an illegal punch say to Taylor watch you don't happen burn the back of the head and let him continue he didn't even get that he, di- he didn't even get an 8 count he just got waved off and I was so I thought I thought we were all a bit, a bit robbed and I don't know what Victor Lachlan was thinking I know referees have got to protect the fighters but I don't think there was any protection really needed in a professional sense at that time, so 
What do you? Um, what was your take on it, mate? Well, pun coming up. He wasn't was so much blue chip as ice chip, as you say. He was. Uh, he oh, was, you've uh, been saving that one up, haven't you? Jesus fucking Christ! Didn't punch. From that, um, just sort of weirdly walked. He kept walking forward, but you know it was. But didn't punch. Yeah, I mean Taylor just you know was working him up and down, like you say, working fast. Um, Yeah, I mean he's 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 a classy fighter, but as you said, I mean it it was a bit um, uh, premature to say the least. I I don't think it would have made a difference to the overall result. I don't, you know, I mean you can always say. No, it would. Yeah. And, and hit him, you know, sorry, that uh, um, Martin may have come back and, and hit him later on or something and just, you know, caught him with a, uh, a punch out of nowhere or something and the tide turned. But I, I think uh, Taylor had him all ends up, to be fair. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I agree. I, I, I think Taylor's got all the potential. I think he's had some good opponents. Um, however, I'm still waiting for him to meet that opponent where he's going to have to weather a bit of a storm and he's not really done that yet because he's been he's been such he's such a level above everyone he's he's fighting and he's not fighting you know really bad fighters he fought Victor Postal who only Terence Crawford had beat up until that point yeah. the guy Saturday night's unbeaten he's a I think he was a bronze medalist at the Olympics and then he obviously fought uh, O'Hara Davis who was the big up and coming British puncher Pretty much, and everybody thought he was going to get a bit of a, a war with O'Hara Davis, and he made it look pretty, pretty easy. It was an exciting fight because O'Hara Davis came to fight, obviously. But yeah, so I'm still waiting for him to see see who I'm, I need to take more interest in the Super Six because I think there's a lot of boxers in it we've never really heard of. They're all kind of like fringe names, if, as if it if it were. Um, so we need to take a bit, but I want to start taking a bit more interest in it, but. Moving on, mate, because not unless you get anything else to add, I don't think there is anything to add. It was a bit of a, a, a letdown of a night. Josh Taylor performed, Ryan, Ryan Martin froze, Burnett got injured. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's... No, 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 I mean, it was, it was what it was. I think, obviously, like you said, the, 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 the biggest talking point, you know, yeah, okay, you can argue that the fight was stopped uh, prematurely and on a, on a, on a, on a poor uh, punch, you know, a legal punch from... Uh, Taylor, but as we said, he he, he was beating him, in, in my opinion, anyway, and, and would have continued to do so. But uh, obviously, for Paul Burnett, it was an uh, injury that stopped him. Yeah, no, it was it was um, yeah, it was about the 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 right. So I'm going to read something out to you because we, we do we were we were going to cover this, but I'm going to read something quickly to you, mate. And I might not read it all, okay? But I'll read part of it. <clears throat> I'll just <clears throat> we'll just start getting my reading voice. So Floyd Mayweather. Now that I am back on US soil after a long and disappointing trip to Tokyo, I now have the time to address you, my fans and the media in regards to the upcoming event on December the 31st that was recently announced. First and foremost, foremost, I want to make it clear that I, Floyd Mayweather, never agreed to an official bout with Tension, and I'll not even try that second name, Tension. Um, <laughs> in fact, with all due respect, I have never heard of him until his recent this recent trip to Japan. Ultimately, I was asked to participate in a nine-minute nine exhibition of three rounds with an opponent selected by the Rising Fighting Federation. He was originally informed, basically, and then it goes on to say, it wasn't a pay-per-view event, it was an exhibition. It was going to be in front of some wealthy, basically wealthy people. 
and he was offered a lot of money to do it. He didn't, when he got in Japan, pretty much, they then, according to Floyd, changed the whole thing and made it as out as if he'd agreed to an MMA match and it was going to be televised and pay-per-view. So that's that's just the upshot of it, I've read out the first part, so yeah. it seems that all is not as it appeared. So what do you, I, I know you've not had the chance of this, mate, because this is fairly recent stuff that's come out. It was, it, yeah. it appears that he never agreed to anything like that and it was an exhibition and, yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? That's a weird one. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it could, it could be, you know, somebody's got wind of a story that, you know, like you say, maybe he was going to do this, uh, you know, a, exhibition fight or whatever and maybe that guy was linked to it. Um, I think his name is Tenshin. Nasukawa, mm. um, uh, you know, was linked with it as a uh, as a poss- as a possible opponent. And then somebody's gone, oh, he's going to fight him. And the, the they no, they announced it. They, an- they announced it in Japan. It's a paper. It's, they were going to. It's a paper yeah. event with Floyd against this guy. It wasn't this guy who was suddenly attached. It. This guy was going to, according to Ryzen, they were going to fight on December the thirty first at a pay per view event in some sort of some sort of MMA rules, which which would have been probably some kicking in, 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 in boxing involved, but it appears that Floyd never agreed to any of that. Well, I mean, as a, it, when, I, when I first heard about the thing, I mean, again, it was one of these things, I thought, oh, here we go again. Um, you know, another another circus show um, for, for Mayweather, and, and, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you can say that, but the guy's making millions and billions of pounds, you know, or dollars, but, sorry. But this is what he said, that, yeah. that's from Floyd Mayweather. I want to make it clear that I, Floyd Mayweather, never agreed to an official no, bout, ever. Yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying, mate. Sorry, what I was trying to say was, when I heard about it, I just thought that's the circus starting again. Oh, yeah, so it's did poss- that. It's, poss- it's possibly trying to... I, I, I thought if it was going to happen, and it, you know, it seemed plausible in terms of that. I thought it was maybe going to be linked with this idea of perhaps he was going to be trying his hand you know we, we all know Mayweather's a gym junkie he just loves being in the gym and working out and you know keeping himself fit he's, a, he's an uber fit guy um, you know I, I, whether he does UFC stuff and so what do you make like it that, then though what do you, what do you make it because it seems as if they've basically they've waited till he's on stage and then start, started lying about it and he's had no he's had to wait till he's back in the US to go nah this is bollocks I, I never agreed to any of that that was he goes on to say um, it was an ex- it was an exhibition to be put on for a small group of wealthy investors for a very large fee. The exhibition was previously arranged as a special bout for entertainment purposes with no intentions of being represented as an official fight card nor televised worldwide. Once I arrived at the press conference, my team and I were completely derailed by the new direction. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's, it could be someone either trying to see if there's enough interest in it to to warrant putting you know ridiculous sums of money to Mayweather to actually do it you know uh, a publicity stunt for public it could just be a publicity stunt to you know uh, but it seems like it's a publicity stunt by Ryzen well that's what I'm saying bring bring this guy into the into the fore as somebody who uh, you know like you say most people perhaps out of uh, Japan haven't heard of before no but the, the guy that Floyd Mayweather is going to fight is really well known He's really well known in kickboxing. He's unbeaten, and yeah. um, he's he's had four MMA fights, so he's really he's well known in Japan. But it's a weird. Do you know what? Do you think Floyd Mayweather's lying? Do you think he did agree and then he's backtracked, or do you think they hoodwinked him 
and what he's saying is actual is the truth because that's a statement from him. I mean, on, on the obviously, as you said, I, I haven't read it. I mean, my gut feeling is probably, it, you know, it is uh, perhaps a, a, a hoodwink thing, or like I said, somebody using, you know, again, as well known as this guy is, he, he don't even perhaps be known, you know, within. Th- th- those those particular circles, whereas obviously Floyd Mayweather has a much. But it's not him that's hood. It's not him that's hoodwinked Floyd. It's rising the organisation. It's nothing to do with the fighter. I'm just saying, you you know, using uh, you know him as as, as the uh, as a thing for that. But well, you know, like like I say, I, I, it, it's more than likely uh, you know, like you say, them that have done that. I don't see uh, Floyd putting himself in a position necessarily like that you know I don't mm. see him doing that. well the thing is Ryzen's obviously I, I don't obviously I know you're not massive in MMA the precursor to Ryzen was Pride and Pride in Japan was ran by the Yakuza it was absolutely ran by the by the Japanese Yakuza which is basically oh. their version of the Mafia um, and the fighters used to say when you went to fight in Pride when you signed the contract they would say to you oh god I was going to do a Japanese accent there but I'll probably <laughs> We'll probably get. Oh no! I won't even try it. I won't even try my, my best. My best Japanese accent will sound absolutely horrendous and really racist. So, um, be probably quite funny if I did it though. So, but anyway, be, the fighters used to say when you turned up, they 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 used to ask you what weight again. You'd go, I'm a middleweight, and they would look at you and go, not middleweight. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> not middleweight. <laughs> so you go. And then they'd say, you're not a middleweight, you're a light heavyweight, and give pre- pretty much give them sto- steroids, allegedly. But this allegedly has came from about six or seven different fighters. They used to say they should give you steroids to make you a heavier weight, and yeah. pump you up. And if you looked at a lot of the fighters that went on back from Pride into the UFC, their physiques did change a little bit, and you go back and you look at them in Pride, and you're going, Jesus Christ, they're superhuman looking with the amount of steroids they were obviously able to take. So... I don't know if there's a bit of that lingering into this organisation because that's the sort of stunt you would expect to happen if they were ran by allegedly allegedly ran by Japanese gangsters so yeah it's a, it's a fucking weird one mate that's a really 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 odd thing to happen really odd say that something as big as the Mayweather brand is well known across you know uh, but to hoodwink Floyd Mayweather alone, uh, but to hoodwink Floyd to turn up and derail Floyd Mayweather you're going it, it, either puts your puts your organisation in a light you're really 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 shady and dodgy right that's that's probably one thing that you're going to look at and go they're, that's a really dodgy organisation because there is only two things, they're really dodgy and they did derail Floyd, or Floyd's basically backed out and went, yeah, maybe I've agreed something I shouldn't have agreed because I don't really want to get kicked and exposed and I'm going to back out because the rumours were he was getting paid £88 million for it. I mean, that's, that's uh, a lot of money. An incredible sum, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't know what to make of that because I hadn't really, uh, I mean, you know, there was none of that story I'd heard and like you say, until you, until you mentioned it, you know, um, so, yeah, it is a, uh, it is a, is a peculiar one, mm. I'm not sure it'll all 
more will come out. But yeah. Uh, see, see, the thing is, I'm not sure you'll, you know, hear much from the other side on this either now. You know, now, like you say, now he's back and saying what he's saying. I, I get what you're saying now. But if, while he's back and saying what he's saying, they're yeah. probably uh, looking at that and saying, well, you know. Were you going to do a Japanese accent now? No, 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 no. I'm not putting on any accent. The interesting thing was, if they, if and again, allegedly, if these organisations still had links to organised crime in Japan, he, he does go on to say at the end of it that he didn't. Floyd says he didn't want to create a disturbance, and um, because obviously they were at the press conference and he, he didn't want to create a, a, a big, you know, huge disturbance at it. And I'm thinking if these guys are still involved with anything like the, the the Yakuza, then I'm not surprised he didn't want to create a disturbance while he was there. He was probably thinking, yeah, uh, I, I'm best waiting until I'm home, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't think there's a lot of black guys kicking about in Tokyo, you know what I mean? I don't think he's got a lot of health over there, so I think he's probably going, yeah, but I'm pretty much fucked. I better shut my mouth and, 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 and wait till I'm home and then I can announce it. So I can see why he would wait till, you know, till later to... To say something rather than, than kick off because it might not have been the, the, the safest or, or the best idea. But suggesting that they he didn't want to let make them lose face, so to speak. Well, he didn't want to lose fucking hands, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, you know, I, 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 I think if you were dealing, if you were there and you realised that the guys you were dealing with were basically the local crime syndicate, um, you would pretty much go. Yeah, this isn't the right time for me to say something. I'm going to play along with us and then get the fuck out of Dodge. And, you know, when I'm home, then I can announce it when I'm back in, 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 a, in a safer place. Because um, if, if they still have, or Ryzen still had, they like some, I use the word allegedly, I'm not saying they have, but if they if they did, then yeah, it, wouldn't have been the, it wouldn't have been the best idea. I'm about to kick off there and then. And, yeah. I'm almost certain we haven't seen the last of Floyd in, in no. terms of sense to be fair I'm sure he'll be back again in, in some form or another because well you know there's there's money can be made you know so moving on for that mate um which is a bit weird one and we'll see how that plays out but it looks like there's there's one one side's line either Floyd's line or rising of lie there's 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 no in between there's no gray area and in, in that yeah. but I I had said um or, or I was talking about Floyd obviously maybe chasing money still because he spends a lot of money, you know, he's got can strip clubs in Vegas and he's got private jets and he gambles a lot as well. And I was when I heard he was going to do this fight, I thought, what's his motivation for it? Is it that he wants to really win an MMA fight? Or maybe is he ship is he fucking basically shipping money out by the bag load daily on gambling and his lifestyle in general and he actually really needs to fight because he needs the money and I thought that's quite sad but then it linked me into something else and it was all it was I thought about Scott Harrison's comeback which is in December the 8th um Scott's over 40 his last fight was in 2013 and it was a loss and I think we maybe touched on this briefly last week but it kind of linked into Mayweather although not on a he's not on a Mayweather scale um money wise and I, I thought I hope Scott's coming back for reasons that are the right reasons. You know, he does want to be a champion. I'm sure that is in there. I'm sure there's in there to go and I'm going to prove people wrong. But the likelihood is he's coming back for money. And I, 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 I don't, 
I don't think anyone should necessarily feel sorry for some people that because Scott's had the problems he's, he's created mostly of his own, and I think yeah. he would admit that. And, and he went to prison and all that nice stuff. But uh, what do you make of his comeback? All right, we'll just move on then. From anyone that, that looking from the outside, you've got to think is from that. I think as a as a fighter, you might hope that you know because he fought at a particular level, he might think that he'd be able to achieve something maybe on a on a sort of national level or a British level or something. I don't know, but I, like you say, I think I think unfortunately that's going on. Maybe he's just a guy looking at it and trying to regain, yeah. you know, just sort of go out if you like, or try to go out with a little bit of respect in terms of, you know, look, this is, if, if I'd have, you know, kept on at my peak instead of sort of wasting a bit of it, you know, um, by getting into trouble and, you know, not, not, not living the proper boxer's lifestyle, so to speak, then, you know, maybe, maybe he feels like he's got something to prove for himself. And I hope it's more that than like, yeah, that's what I'm hoping coming back just to, um, you know, Make a few quid, but you know, I mean, let's face it, you're not gonna, you're not necessarily just gonna do it for nothing, now, are you? No, he's he's not fighting for free, but I just hope, I, 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 I like you, I hope he's coming back for the right reasons, and I'm sure that's partly there, and I'm sure there is a financial thing as well, and and, and again, the, the other aspect might be that he really doesn't know what else to do. He's you know he's over forty years old. He's only ever known fighting. He's been in prison recently. He's missed some of his best years through things that he he, he brought on himself with, with drink and 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 some and and stuff he got involved in stupidly. Um, but I don't know if it's a case he's he's also lost. He, I know he does his art. And his art's really actually he's, it's it's good. I mean, like compared to me, he's Da Vinci. Um, but. Um, you know, but it is, in a general sense, it is stuff that I look at and go, no, nah, no, nah, that's 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 pretty, that's pretty good. Do you know what I mean? To, to be fair, you've got to stop using crayons. But... <laughs> I don't. I'm not allowed near sharp instruments. That's why, Marty. <laughs> Guess I hurt myself. Just in case I've nobody else got that joke. Um, so I hope it is for the right reasons. And, and like most fighters, I, I, I wish most fighters the best. I'm not much a fanboy. That's what I was talking about. These guys earlier on that are all oh, sort of fighters' asses. Please, please pay me attention. Please give me an interview. Please give me a retweet. You know, oh look at me, look at me, look at me. Pay me attention. Pay me attention. I'm not like that. I like fighters, but I'm not really a big fanboy. I, I, the biggest guy I'm a probably a fanboy of is Floyd Mayweather because I think he's a phenomenal fighter, but I don't necessarily, you know, crave the. the and it, like, it has to be Floyd. It has to be Floyd. I just, I, I just think he's a phenomenal fighter. There's only one fighter I think in the whole planet that I don't <laughs> I like seen getting beat, and that's Broner. Fucking that, that idiot was in and something again a couple of days ago. There's a there's a, a video of him where he walks to the front of a queue. I, I take it it looks like it's in an airport and says shouts to the people in the queue. I'm next. I'm next. And if anybody's got a problem about it, they can fight me. I thought, you're a dickhead. You are an absolute bellend. Who the fuck does that as a professional fighter? Walks to the front of a queue and tells everybody he's next, he's next, and if anybody's got a problem, fight me. Huh? What? You'd kind of love it if someone in, in like, the queue there Fucking was, him. like, you know, like Mayweather or something like that and going, come on, it's not, <laughs> you know, just, uh, but you it, know, or, or, or even, even better, some, you know, some big... 
heavyweight or something like Deontay or something like that going, what's up little man? He, he does all he does all that, yeah, but I'll pay for everybody's food shit. But I'm thinking, one, your your manners are a disgrace. Two, that you're a professional fighter basically telling people that if they've got a problem, you want to fight them. You're going, what the fuck are you doing? Do you know what I mean? What are, what the fuck? Are, and, and I know he's going to fight Pacquiao. And I hope Manny beats the fucking shit. I don't want him hurt or anything like that, or hospitalised or, you know, anything really bad. But I hope Manny beats the absolute shit out of him because I cannot stand the guy. He's an absolute fucking moron. He's, he's, he's one of the only fighters I really, really don't like. Who was there? one I didn't like? Me, Mayorga. I didn't like Ricardo Mayorga. I thought he was another fucking fuck nugget as well. Used to get about just screaming at people and causing fights and insulted Mosley's wife and insulted De La Hoya De La Hoya and De La Hoya's wife called, I think he called De La Hoya a faggot but I suppose at the time De La Hoya was cutting a bit full of cocaine with pictures of him dressed up as a woman but you know um, <laughs> <laughs> No he was, he was, he was Have you ever saw those photos with De La Hoya? Oh it's alarming Oh It's so, it's so alarming you're going that should be the, the, the Americans instead of just say no, you should just have a picture of fucking <laughs> Oscar saying this this guy won great champion. Look what fucking drugs do to you. You're cutting a bit of lipstick and fucking fishnets. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, no, Broner Broner's a dick. Um, and he, uh, do you know what? Oh God, I can't stand. No, I don't. I don't think I'm getting my point across, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a, a, you know, a, a, another chat between us if, uh, if, we, if we didn't bring up the fact that I called uh, Amir Khan a shite bag for the reports that he was making oh. his thing, but you, you really hate Broner, don't you? It's, the, it's just the way, do you know, I can't, I, do, I, I don't mind somebody having a persona for boxing, right, because I, I think people have got to have characters, good guys, bad guys, and I think that it's great to have the, 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 the story. And it's an entertainment, and it's great for the sport when you've got storylines and and it's built up and, and 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 it's it's good. But when somebody actually acts like that constantly, and not even just acts like that constantly, continues to build on being a dickhead. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't just go. You're annoying. You go. You're just you're not even just annoying. You're a complete fucking dickhead. To like I said to walk in front of a queue of fucking people. As a as a as a professional fighter, and tell people if they've got a problem with it, they can fight him while he skips, while he, he goes ahead and just walks to the front of the queue. He's go, what the fuck are it's you? One of those things he meant sort of ironically. No, he's he's annoyed. No, he's pissed off. No, no, he's he's, he's not me because somebody 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 says something and he tells him to shut the fuck up. Pretty much, no, he's not, he's not doing it that, it's a, hey, no, like the way you can come in joking, go, yeah, I'm going to the front of you, and you do it in a sarcastic, jokey way where people would laugh, and you go, and I'm going to buy all your food, and all that, and everybody laugh and go, oh, look at us, it's world champion, it's great, no, this is great, this is a, a bit of a giggle, and we know it's a bit of a giggle, that's not the way he does it, obnoxious, no, no, I I oh, obnoxious little cunt. Anyway, um, sh- I'm sure I don't have, and get my feelings out about him, probably, if he listen. No. If he listens to this, I don't give a shit. He can suck my balls. Um, probably kick the shit out and probably kick me in the ball. <laughs> so he can, after he does that, he can suck them. <laughs> so, Scott Harrison, we hope it's for the, mostly for the right reasons, but I've got my, my, my I've got my fingers crossed because I don't, I, you know, the guys want to earn a living and 
it's the only way he knows how, and I'm hoping it, it, it works out um, well or, or or better than than I'm anticipating. Because 2013 was the last time he fought, and he got beat awfully in Walsh. Um, so, yeah, will he have got better? Will he have got better? Mm. I'm not not so sure of that. But nah. I mean, he, terms as opposed, you know, like go, not going out his terms, but yeah, you know, just sort of mm. trying try to write properly like he believes that he, he could have done and should have done when, when he was younger, you know. Well, he should have done it, he fucked it up when he, when he had a fight with Barrera lined up a, a, allegedly at the time, and I, I can quite believe it, it would have been a, it would have been a million dollar fight for him, and he, I don't think he'd have beat Barrera. Um, I, I don't... Pereira was a was a was a real good fighter. He's um, so I, I don't think Scott would ever have beat him, but you never know. But I, I very much I very much doubt he would have. But um, so we're going. In, I, I want to move on because there's a few things. Obviously, you know we've got the notes. Tyson Fury was something we were going to speak about last week, and obviously I don't want to linger too much on it. But what have you been making of the build up? Because he's he, we're building up towards his big fight with with um, Deontay Wilder, and I've actually. I'm going. I'm going to make a, a. I'm going to give somebody a bit of credit here. You know, Coogan Cassius, who I said has the personality of a wall. Um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're quite flattering about people. To be fair. Yeah, no, I, I, I like I like telling the truth about these people because um, they, they they seem to get places, and you kind of scratch your head and go, "How the fuck have you managed to get there?" Because you've you literally don't have the personality that I, I don't I don't know you you know I don't I don't really get that, and maybe people like mundane, but. Um, I don't I like guys like Steve Bunsbury who are gregarious and I've got stories to tell and you know really really know about fighting I'm not saying Coogan Coogs as he's called doesn't but he was he presented a build up documentary um, I saw it a couple of nights ago um, on BT Sport along with is it Trish Dixon who's a, a boxing journalist who's I think he's attached as it Boxing News if I'm correct um, and it was a, both of them and, and I thought it was I thought it was good it was a build-up documentary, and I thought he did a good job. Um, he, he was the kind of link man, you know, where he would talk, and then he would send you down to Big Bear, and he would talk again, and then send you over to, um, fuck, wherever Wilder's from, is it Alabama? He would send you down to Alabama, and he would link it all together, and he would talk to some people and stuff like that as well, and I thought he did a good job, so I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, no, that was that was pretty decent. He, he didn't bring tons and tons of personality to it, but it suited the way he he was, because yeah. he wasn't expected to give any, let's say, let's say, dramatic content or dramatic, um, you know, effect to to the thing. He was just linked. So I thought he did a good job. So I will, I will say he done well. And Trish Dixon was 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 pretty decent as well. But, um, so yeah, did you see? Did you, what have you made of the build up? Um, I, I think for the most part, you know, it's it's because I suppose it's it's. What the big marketing power and everything that Sky tend to do with their their fights, you you know, there's there's not felt like it's been you know sort of every day if you like. I mean, maybe, don't get me wrong, maybe it'll ramp up now in the next few weeks, being as it's uh, being as it's uh, you know December first. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, I I genuinely I I I, I like Big Tyson. I think he, like I said, I've said it before. I think he's good for boxing in terms of his. Yeah. Like you say the personality he brings and stuff like that. I know you can argue that not so good for boxing with the you know getting his title stripped and the you know the the 
the drug charges and things like that in terms of, uh, you know, um, he's, he's banned. Still, still funny when he said to that American breakfast show, I used to go out for milk and more when I'd wake up in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I like you. <laughs> on that side of things and you know you get you get more of a, a real sense of his thoughts as opposed to yeah. uh, you know the well I'm just going to make lots of noise and, and, and well stuff. that was and, and I understand some people don't like that you know they'd rather you know just get on with it and everything else like that but you know I, I, I think he, he adds a bit of colour to, yeah, to the boxing that was the thing that we'd actually make speak about last week and we're a bit late because we, we, we got off and got our usual tangents last week and Spoke about only fools and horses and all sorts of bollocks. Um, but his appearance in Joe Rogan, that's exactly the note I made about it. Yeah. When he's away from all the silly bollocks and stuff like that, he's actually a really, really interesting guy to listen to because he's obviously leading a, a fairly lighter place, leading a life that most people don't. Um, and he's obviously got the traveller background and um, then he has had the drink, the, the the drink, the drugs thing. He's he's won a world heavyweight title. He's he, it, and he genuinely did, I think, battle what you would call proper depression, and it seemed to come from him achieving his ambition. Because once he beat Klitschko, he said that, that that he didn't really know what to do because that was all he what he really wanted to do. He never really wanted to do much more than that. So as soon as he done it, he went, yeah, what do I do now? And I think that. He said up until that point he was absolutely fine, he didn't have any issues and then it bundled in. And when I say I think he had real depression and, and it was a real clinical thing where it did affect, because he seen it affect him, his weight went really high and he was a bit of a mess and he would, he would turn up at fights in Monte Carlo with like, sweat dripping off him and he didn't, he didn't look good at all. And, there's a lot of people going about just now saying, oh, this, I'm depressed, drink drugs, blah, 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 bollocks, blah, blah. And I think, I'm not saying the people don't struggle with these things, but I think a lot of it's to play to the, the crowd, you know, to get that symptom. You remember what I said earlier on, the virtue signalling where they want the attention and then everybody wants to be seen to give them the attention. And and, yeah. and, and a lot of them I go, yeah, most of these are just going through things that 90% of us have went through. You know, we've all had times, or, or, or certainly not all of us, but a lot of people have taken drugs and they've went through party years and then they've come out the other side and some people are taking the fact that they've went through a few years partying and they don't know, they no longer do it is is this big thing you're going, that's kind of most people in, in, in fucking the western world, you know, have been through these stages when they're younger and then they hit anxiety and depression, guess why because you take, fuck, you've took fucking lots of <laughs> Fucking drugs, you maniac, and you're smoking cannabis. That's fucking. That's get all the the other um, stuff removed out of it. So it's pure, it's almost pure THC, and it's like taking fucking acid. And then you wonder why everyone's fucking depressed. And oh, I came through. The, yeah, because you took fucking loads of drugs that affected your brain. And but he genuinely, he seemed to be his stuff seemed to be really genuine. Um, and again, I'm not going to go people's stuff that's genuine. There's just a lot of people about now that I think are, are are using it as a tool to. To gather sympathy and attention and and build things from it, but Tyson Fury certainly didn't fall into that. So I don't know if you listened to the Joe Rogan thing. I, I didn't actually listen to it. I was, I, 
saw some of the stuff that came out of it, like with the uh, um, the money that they talked about being offered. To, yeah. You know, he kept talking about the contracts that were offered to uh, uh, to, to Joshua. And, Did you believe and him? Team Did you believe him? Um, I, I don't see why he has the need to lie. But I mean, look, at the end of the day, he could have seen something that just sort of said, look, this is the offer that we were going to make. No, it said he he said his lawyer saw proof of funds. His his Tyson Fury's lawyer saw the actual proof of funds that were sent to Eddie Hearn. As a, but I mean, look, these things are a negotiation anyway. You know, every, you know, you always hear. Um, but Eddie, Eddie, as far as I'm, a, I'm led to believe, never said that. Said that he, 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 it was one of the things he wanted to see, and I don't think I've saw anything with Eddie Hearn saying that he saw proof of funds, which is a big thing. Because if it is, it was according to Tyson Fury, it was eighty million. Well, I mean, it, it, it could it could well have been. But as I said, like you know, as I said, we were talking earlier when you when you sort of said about talking to um you know potentially talking to people like like the sounders whether they would have answered it at all but i mean there's there's a sort of question out that you could ask to find out you know um what why what happens in these negotiations that uh, you know would this just have been a, a back and forth thing but look i mean I, I think there is a general feeling or you know an undercurrent from uh and, and i feel it a bit too that you know eddie hearn is is uh protecting mm. Joshua it, it is a big cash cow for yeah. the matchroom stable and, and for Joshua himself and, and all these guys I mean it's, it's it's a difficult one to take you, you've got to get that balance right I mean obviously as boxing fans you want to see the best fight you want to see the best fight the best uh, and all this but also for boxers uh, you know they've got relatively short careers into, yeah. you know, uh, in, in terms of what they do similar to, to that of a footballer really um, and you know, to, to their end, especially especially when they're they're at the top, perhaps there is that sort of right. We'll 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 try and drag this out as long as we can because look, it, oh, yeah. it could be gone tomorrow, sort of thing. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I I still think Joshua's got enough in his locker to beat the likes of Wilder. Um, uh, be be probably possibly too strong for 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 Tyson as well. But um, you know, I, I you know they're, they're interesting fights that people want to see, but. Again, maybe this comes down to the breadth and depth of that division as well. You know, the, while, whilst there are some there's, yeah, there's not a lot of depth. There, there's, there's, it's not an abundance. You know what I mean? You're not looking at sort of ten fights in that division. Yeah. That, you know, well, that's that, the that would all be barnstormers. You know, that's the problem with heavyweights. Though, if you're a middleweight, you can step up a weight. If you're a welterweight, you can step up a weight. If you're a heavyweight, you can't step up anywhere. So you're stuck in your division unless you can lose weight. And if you're yeah. Can eighteen and a half stone and six feet seven? How the f- you're not going down a cruiserweight very easily, are you? So you're you're stuck in a division where you're reliant upon what's around you. So you're right on that. Um, and we'll, we'll come. We'll, we'll touch on the Fury thing. It's just because we I had it in my notes about Joe Rogan interview and the press thing, and the, the you're right, the eighty millions in there as well. We'll, we'll we'll go back to the eighty million thing and the actual fight in the next couple of weeks because it's it's a, a fight I'm really looking forward to. But the next and obviously the, the Leading into the next thing, my headline for these notes was White versus Tuzora, a pay per view fight. Are they taking the piss? <laughs> Straightforward answer, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, without question, they are. It's... Nobody, was saying, nobody was saying that wasn't a good fight, but you know, it's got to the stage now where those sort of fights used to be, if you like, appetizers 
to the, the next big pay-per-view yeah. that they had coming up. So it's the sort of thing that you might stick on before you might go, right, well, this week it's going to be, uh, you know, unless, you were, unless they were going to go on the undercard of a, uh, of, you know, of a Anthony Joshua fight or something like that, or, you know, e- even the Tyson Fury, um, uh, Deontay Wilder fight, then, then you can go, yeah, I can understand that. That's now you're packing a card out. Um, but to, to, to put those two uh, on... Uh, as, as as a pay per view, yeah, uh, absolutely. They, they, these should be fights that they're going. No, that's that's one for the the subscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. Your sports package and stuff like that. That's that's an absolute piss take for my money. The thing is, as well, they've put it on at the same night as Frampton versus Warrington. But you're thinking, right? So Frampton Warrington's uh, is obviously Frank Warren's and Matchroom Eddie Hearn is, is White Chisora. It did sell a lot of tickets. I think it's, according to Eddie Hearn, it sold 13,000 tickets in the first day for White Chisora. I think there is an interest in it because of the characters, but the actual fight itself, I don't think is. I agree with you, mate. I don't think it's quite a pay-per-view fight. Um, I like, it's, I re- it's not even quite. It's not. I mean, I wouldn't even say quite. It's just not, flatly not. Well, if Dillian White was fighting someone else, it might be because I, I think I think Dillian White is is Chisora. Chisora's not. I mean, he know he, st- he stopped Takam, but against Takam, he wasn't winning until he stopped him, and he didn't look. He doesn't look particularly great in most of his fights. He's a he's a grinder. Do you know what I mean? He's he's very one paced and he grinds it out, and he can make it interesting because he hangs in there. But if put if, if, if White was rematching Joseph Parker, which was a fantastic fight, I'd have paid for that. I'd pay for that again. Coach, whatever you want to call it, by David Hay. I want to see him come out with cornrows in his hair, and uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's not even that. I don't. Oh. No stopping us now and showing a bit of swagger, you know. Just uh, you know, becoming becoming a David Hay clone. But I, I mean, that that is that is a truly weird. Uh, well, that's a weird combination, yes. Yeah, and he's changed his name to Derek Watch. He's obviously, tra- and, and this is no uh, good luck to him. I mean, if De- Derek Chisora is trying to make as much money as he can before he comes to the end, because he is, he, he is near that point. Um, so if he can squeeze a few, and, and I think what's happened is Eddie Hearns had to offer them big money to fight, and because he's paid so much money for them to fight, he's then having to make it a pay per view, so they need to recap the money. That's pretty much what this comes down to. It's the it's the money that they the, the both fighters are, are, are commanding for it because the first fight was quite a good fight between them I'm not going to say it wasn't, it was a good fight but that was what, a couple of years ago um, yeah. and I'd, I'd like to see it again but and again being up against Frampton and Warrington you've got to think these promoters are going to, what the fuck are you doing we, we just split the fucking fights up you know have one one week and one the next I don't see, because yeah, they're going to damage each other, they're, they're going to damage each other that night yeah, I'm watching Frampton Warrington. Yeah, no, no, I'm watching that fight. I watched the build up to to White Chisora so they can, um, if Chisora throws a table at Mark Tibbs again, Mark Tibbs fucking shouting, "You're finished, you can't." <laughs> okay, now Mark Tibbs went off. He's not at Chisora for doing that. And it, 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 you, I don't know if you're aware. His family or his dad that have got quite a reputation. I know they're, I know they're known as trainers and that, but I think he's. His family are fairly well well known, let's say, um, and it was it was a, so that, I think the build up might be quite interesting if it all kicks off again. I watched the build up to that because Frampton and Warrington have been far too nice to each other. They've all been you know, really respectful and stuff. Apart from Warrington saying that he was he should have tried to stop Selby, but he's going not going to hold back. Frampton Frampton posted up his box rex thing where he's got six knockouts and he's like really. <laughs> 
really, Josh, you're going to come and knock me out, are you? And I'm going, ah, nah, I don't, I don't think you're doing that, Josh. I'm doing the greatest respect, mate. You might, you, the only way you're going to beat him is if you outwork him. And that's going to be hard. Getting back to the the, the sort of highs that you had under, yeah. uh, under Shane though as well, because I mean, he, I, I I like Frampton a, a real lot. I think he yeah, uh, I do. he you know he, he's a he's a great fighter forward and backwards. He's got great technique. I, I I really like watching his fights. I think he's a good fighter. Well, his next fight's going to be they think, but it'll build the looks of it. They're trying to build it to be Oscar Valdez, the guy that beat Scott Quigg, and a, and a bit of a. He beat he beat Quig up a bit. He's a good he's a really good fighter, so that might be interesting. But I'd rather I'd like to, I still want Santa Cruz. I still want a third fight with Santa Cruz in Belfast because I think Santa Cruz owes it to Warren. Uh, sorry, Frampton to fight him in Belfast because otherwise it's I, I don't know why British fighters do it. well. He do know it's the it's the money, but when that happens, you you give you beat Santa Cruz in his hometown. You give him a rematch pretty much in his home country again. And then he then he wins the second fight and he won't fucking give you the same the same thing back. If I was a British fighter, I'd tell him to fuck off and go. Do you know what? You can come in my town every fucking time. I'm the world champion because you don't because they don't you you don't reciprocate. You don't travel. You don't leave your own fucking. You don't leave your own town. So we're expected constantly as British fighters to give up their 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 home advantage. And that's why Kozagi never really travelled because he just went, why would I give up all my advantages? They, I'm the world fucking champion. Why am I travelling for them? They need to come here. If you want this, come here. That was a weird thing though, wasn't it? It did go for a stage where, like you say, a lot of American fighters didn't come over. Um, they still don't. You know. But they still don't matter. Who, 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 Ryan Martin travelled on Saturday night. Yeah. Ream, ream off the big American fighters that turn up. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't want to fucking leave their own country. And yeah, no, no, well, that's all. Well, I mean, that's true. Well, I mean, that, that annoyed me a little bit about Floyd as well because you know, I mean, he seemed to lap up the the British fans when they when he fought Hatton, and he was like, "Oh man, I'd love to come to the UK and fight and stuff like that." And he never did, you know. And yeah, was, but uh, these are this is uh, you know that that was a that was a big shame. Uh, but they all do it, mate. They all give it. They all give it. Going, oh, I'd love to come. And blah 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 blah. And you go, what a fucking lot of nonsense! You'll never leave your own fucking. And and that is. And and, and I know this. People in America listen to this because it goes to that the, the local network in New York. It's a true thing. Name the American fighters that leave America and come to the UK to fight for a world title, and that's when British fighters are even the world champions, they don't come, they, I, mean, I don't expect a world champion to leave his own country, right, if you're Floyd Mayweather, you can say what you want, but you're American, stay in America, keep your advantages, I, I, I agree with that, but when you're not a world champion, or like Santa Cruz, where you've had two fights in your home country, pretty much, and you won't give that guy the third fight, the rubber match, because you won't fucking leave, and I, I don't know why... They're just it's it's it's, dis, it's disingenuous. <laughs> I fucks me off because they won't fucking try. I want to see the fighters come here. I want to go to Belfast to watch Santa Cruz against fucking Frampton. I don't want to be up till four in the morning with my with my eyes stinging or having to fucking stick white stuff up my nostrils to keep myself awake <laughs> till fucking four in the morning. Nobody, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to see it, but oh yeah yeah. So nah. Another 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 random random rant, but yeah, I hope Frampton. I I think Frampton will beat Warrington. It'll be, it'll be a good fight. I think it'll be an interesting fight for the first few rounds, and then I think Warrington will maybe start to fall apart a little bit mid mid to late. Um, yeah. but, you, know, you could be right. 
We're going to come on to our fun section next, but before we do come on to the fun section, we're going to make our prediction for Saturday night's big fight, which is Tony Bellew against Usyk. There's some interesting fights in the undercard, Ricky Burns and Scotty Cardo, but we'll, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll stick to the main one because we could be here at about three in the morning. If <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> we, we, we go, Usyk, phenomenal amateur record. The only guy in history to unify the cruiserweight world titles, which I never knew, which is interesting. Yes. I thought they'd been unified before. Um, brilliant amateur record. Not many fights as a professional. Beat everybody out of sight as a professional, though. Marco Huck and then it's it Gaskayev was the was the other guy he beat in the Super Series. Fights Tony Bellew. Supposedly Tony Bellew's last fight, which I hope it isn't because I want to see him fight Dillian White. Um... What's your, what, what are you thinking? Um, I'm, like you said, Usyk looks uh, phenomenal, really. Um, I, I, I saw something sort of saying that he's got a, you know, a, a similar sort of uh, ability with punching power, obviously, as, as Lomachenko, uh, just in his, uh, his ability and, and, and uh you know, some of the training things that he does and things like that. Yeah, there's weird videos of him doing some Russian dancing about a room and it's quite, it's quite effeminate. <laughs> that's, about the, that's about the most PC word I can use for it. It's very, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, he's mincing about a little bit. I don't know if he's, I don't know if that's what Russian dancing is meant to look like though, but it was, I was watching it going, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit odd. I'll tell you what, if you, if you, I'd love to see you get this bit Oh. I'm going to back down to you, Sigi. He, he looks mean, though, didn't he? He's, he was, though. But he, and then there's, but there's videos of him and he's, he's all going, oh, he's doing these mad Russian songs and all that. He seems as if he's a bit of a character. And he seems a bit off, he seems a bit eccentric. That That's what I seem to get from him. He seems really eccentric. Um, He's obviously, he's, he's Ukrainian, isn't he? He's not Russian, he's, he's Ukrainian. Um, Phenomenal arm checker. So, What's your take, man? I know I just asked you that and then we're off on another tangent. What, yeah. what, what do you think is happening Saturday night? Um, this is a head and heart thing, I think. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, I'd, I'd, like you say, we, we, we spoke about this before, T- Tony Bellew uh, has sort of skyrocketed, certainly over here anyway, in the, in, over the last uh, three or four fights that he's had. You know Flores and and, and and the two fights with Hay and and, and uh, you know all, all, all of that stuff um, and you know he's he's come through fights that people didn't expect him to. Now don't get me wrong, I I, I did you know expect him to beat Hay. Um, not that I'm sure he could have beaten Hay at his uh, peak, but I you know I, I I did expect him to 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 beat Hay. Uh, to be honest with you. This fight, um, it's it's heart value, and I, I I really really hope he does it. I, I hope uh, he he continues to prove uh, people wrong because he, he's just got that about him. I think he's or, or certainly that's those you know those last few fights where people haven't expected him to you know perform as well as he has, or you know knock you know knock out David Hay almost basically. You know get get the KO against him anyway. Um, um, but I, I, I just think this other guy is, like you say, fir- first guy to uh, unify the cruiserweights. Uh, a phenomenal amateur record. Gold medal, I believe, as well. Um, yeah, he's won a gold he's, medal to the Worlds and yeah, a gold medal um, to the Olympics as well. He's, uh, 
you know, I, th- I think this guy's a, a different deal, you know. Um, and, and like you say, again, this is another point where you, you know Tony's going to give it his all, but he is a fighter, as you say, coming towards more the tail end of his career than uh, than, than actually, uh, you, know, uh, you know, starting out or, or anything else like that. But so, Hart, 100% with, with Tony, and I hope that that wins out, but... I, th- I think uh, I think Usyk may have a bit too much room. Yeah, Usyk's got the, the thing about Bellu is I I, you, I I know I said to you I wrote an article about Bellu and it was meant to be Bellu factor fiction and in my, in my head I was going to write that it was fiction. You know the bomber nickname was wasn't really appropriate because he doesn't really knock anyone out and you know was he a kind of people's champion? Was he this? Was he that? And then when I started looking at the statistics. The, the weight certainly looks as if it affected him at light heavyweight. It looks as if it re- he was really weight-drained at it because when he stepped up to cruiserweight, he's knocked 8 out of 10 out since, yeah. he, since he stepped up to the heavier weight. So that seems to me say, look, he does have the punching power, but he's been that weight-drained that he's not been able to carry that through from... He got the name The Bomber because he, he over a two-year period, I think, in the, the ABAs, I want to say, he, was not, he knocked everyone out. So he carried that through for the amateurs and then turned pro and was fighting at light heavyweight and wasn't really knocking anyone out. And you were kind of going, well, that's, that's not really an appropriate nickname, you know. It's it's, it's a bit, it's, it's, it doesn't really apply. Um, and the article did change to the point where I was thinking, I started going, most of the stuff that's actually said about him is true. He, he can punch because he, it looks as if he's been weight drained. Um, he, he's become a bit of a people's champion because he's, he's, he's in fights where... Pretty much everything's been in the line because he, he he did get defeats off Adonis Stevenson who who basically punched 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 him all over the place when he fought him in Canada but he was really weight drained. Um, he lost against Cleverly the first time, beat Cleverly the second time. Was everything was on the line against? I think it was Makubu or Makabu. Yeah. That Every, yeah. yeah, everything's on the line against him. I think in the fight he also get dropped, but then he comes back and stops the guy, and then he's in against David Hay where he's a huge underdog. And um, he got injured in the first fight, so you can fucking write that one off. That's that's I wouldn't even count that, although he did win it. It's not his fault David Hay gets injured, but then the guys run about with fucking we basically one leg for, for most of the fight. You're thinking, well, you can't yeah. it's a bit like the Burnett thing. You kinda go, Yeah, you won, but you know, I don't know if I'd be shouting about it too much. And then the second one he comes out and he he, he knocks David Hay out. So yeah. I think he's going to win. There's something about there's something about this that makes it lead towards that he's going to win because every time he's up against it, he seems to be able to turn he pulls something out his arse and and and, and turns it round. And I think the confidence he'll have from beating David Hay, although David Hay isn't the David Hay fucking five, six, seven, eight years ago, it's still a really good one because he was not expected to to be he was not expected to beat him. He was expected to get fucking knocked out. David Hay, I was I was expecting David Hay as soon as David Hay started landing punches. Bellew was going, he was out of there um, and it never happened and although Usyk's a really, really, really good fighter I think for some reason the intensity that Bellew might bring um, with the fans and stuff like that might oh, might be a surprise to, to Usyk I think he might get caught out because I don't think he's going to fight anyone that's got the same mental resolve Bellew's mentally really, really tough I don't think he would box Usyk, but I think he could make Usyk turn it into a brawl, and then I think he's got a chance. But you're right, Hart probably more ruling my head on that one, and 
when you look at it, you go, fucking oh, he's a bit, he's a bit, he's a bit tasty, but he's not, he's not been a pro that long. That's the thing that makes me go, hmm, is, is, is he ready? Is he ready for a war? And I feel you can drag him into a war because he's an amateur for a long time. He's, I think, I think he's 31. He's only had about 14 professional fights. So he's turned that, he's turned pro really, really, really late. And I don't think he's been in a, in a real, big dog fight yet and I think Bellew might, might be the guy that can take him into that and so it'll be it'll be interesting I'm going to go Bellew because I want him to be one so he fights Dillian White <laughs> I just want to see the build up to it I just want to see the, the two of fucking the, the, the chat that goes on between them I'll be so disappointed if he retires and doesn't fight Dillian White I'll be gutted I'll be like oh well, an opportunity missed so are you going Usyk though or are you going Bellew Much like you, everything that you've said there in terms of is the underdog, he's the guy you want to see uh, do it and stuff like that. And that mentality, the mental toughness, certainly that he's, he, he seems to have as well. Uh, you wouldn't put it past him, um, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, as you said, Lomachenko was a was a, an amateur for a long time, and you know, very rapidly because of his pedigree, because of the class that he has, oh, yeah. has, has gone up, has, has gone through the professional ranks with ease so far. Um, uh, I don't I don't see that changing too much, but... Um, yeah, but Lomachenko's just the greatest amateur fighter ever. Um, oh, no, Usyk's still got a way to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's, he's, he's exactly saying that, but I'm just saying, obviously, we, 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 we said he's got a, a stellar... Amateur record yeah, as has. well is sick. So, you know, um, I, I, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, he's in the, uh, you know, in of, of a similar mould in that respect. But um, you know, like I said, I, I, I hope Hart wins out overhead. To be fair on this one, I really do. Cool. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm batting Bellew. So, but yeah, my boxing predictions are rubbish. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. There, they're, they're, they're rubbish, pretty bad. Um, so we're going to finish off, mate, with a bit of fun. Um, we've got another subject in there. Great trainers. Who was the greatest trainer of all time? I'm going to leave that for next week. So I'm going to put some more, some some more around that. <laughs> Very fucking funny. Jesus, Mark, that's two jokes. Boom. We can just oh, literally. I know, I know, I know, mate. I know. It's uh, oh god. Anyway, um, so the great trainers, and I'm going to put some more narrative around that for you before we get to next week. Because I, I was, I want to expand on that, given some of the conversations I had with uh, trainers at the the weigh-ins and stuff like that. Um, I asked them a question regards trainers and great trainers, and it was to, to lead into this subject. And the answers I got were. Or pretty much the way I think, so you know I like those guys because they were agreeing with me. Um, so I <laughs> know funny that mate. It's just funny how when people agree with you, you go. Yeah, I like. I, I bet you found out they all liked Adrian Broner. You wouldn't be a pal. Nah, no, don't. I don't know who does like him apart from his family. I'm being serious. He's a fucking idiot. How could you? Even if you were a friend of his, right? You'd need to be a special kind of fucking idiot to think it was. It, it was cool. Maybe, I don't know if he buys food, maybe he buys friends. I don't know. Well, you, that's probably what does happen, isn't it? It's probably um, oh, he might be a diff- he might be a nice guy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. He's not. I don't, oh God, <laughs> what I mean, anyway, back to the fun. Back to the fun, back to the fun part. Two, two hours. Oh, 
man, it's not, I'm just so exasperated by him every time I see something, I go, oh, do you take every opportunity to reinforce how much, oh, take an opportunity to do something else, and I might go, no, I'm just, I did with Coogs, right, I don't, I don't dislike the guy, I don't know the guy, he's, he's doing well for himself, I, I, lots of credit to him, however he's got there, I don't know, you know, what he's what he's done to get there, he's, he's obviously the IFL TV, and he's pro- probably put in, he's almost certainly put in a lot of hard work, and he's had some breaks, and I don't discredit him for that. It's just when I look at it and go, yeah, where's the where's the personality? Where's the where's the thing? Where's the Steve Bunty and the the gregarious thing and the the stories and the history and you know, the person? Just just courses for courses, isn't it? But yeah, like and the then. And then introduce some, and they introduce somebody in tight fucking yoga pants who's basically an ex model who knows fuck all about boxing. You're going, oh, this is driving me potty. Anyway, so last fun but fantasy super six at heavyweight. We done fantasy super six last week with um, Chris Eubank and 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 Roy Jones, and and I did see somebody on Twitter asking the same thing, and I thought bastards, are they copying what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So. Um, Fantasy Super 6, I did give you six heavyweights and I'm going to round them off. We're going to do Great Britain against the USA again. It's not because we don't like the USA, it's just because it's interesting. It's like the, there's a boxing, I was going to say I'm almost a boxing rivalry, but we can we can talk about the American fighters and the British fighters quite easily because they're well known. Because you couldn't really do um, Great Britain versus Argentina or, or anything like that. Cause you'd probably go, how many Argentinian heavyweights can you name that anyone knows about? So the, the three from Great Britain are... He's not a fucking boxer, Marty. He's a heavyweight. Uh, well, <laughs> Marty. Oh, he's, he's Oi. A <laughs> oh, mate, I don't know what I start talking about, Maradona. You'll start crying. He's a, he's a hero up here. Have you not saw the murals in the, with Maradona Day in Scotland? <laughs> uh, what's, what's, what's that? I've seen a thing for... Uh, <laughs> anyway, carry on before. Sorry, no, Marty. Sorry, what were you going to say? No. Right, all right, okay, okay. So, so we're going to say Lennox Lewis, even though he was Canadian and, and jumped in the British bandwagon, so he would get a fall. He was actually born here, I believe. He was fucking. My dad was born in Hamburg. It doesn't mean he's German, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say, Mark? Move, move, moving on swiftly before Marty puts me in um, fucking Britain first or whatever. <laughs> Guess what that was born in Germany. Not, not, not all Germans are the same, Martin. You know, you don't watch the World War Two documentaries. It's not like that anymore, mate. You know, move things have moved on. <laughs> so we've got Lennox Lewis, Anthony Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury from, from Great Britain. Um from the US we've got Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson. In Joe Lewis, so what? What? What would be your matchups? See, see, this is the problem because I mean, you know, as soon as you mention that again, you're talking about you know, you take Muhammad Ali for example, and and, and Joe Lewis, you know, two excellent fighters and some of the best of their era, and and the problem is, you know, then you look at Lennox Lewis, who's what's he six four six size, five. yeah, yeah. Uh, then you start moving into like the land of the giants with the the Tysons and the uh, Andy Joshuas, and then you've got you know the powerhouse that is Mike Tyson. But again, he's he does I don't think he breaks six foot. So the the, the problem you've got with those sort of heavyweight 
Pats is 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 just the complete disparity of of size, basically. But you're but um, you're talking about on on the American side, you're talking about Ali, who's almost categorically or, or across the board seen as the greatest heavyweight ever. You've got Tyson, who was saw who people still say at his peak was one of the greatest heavyweights ever and would have beat Muhammad Ali and I think those people are on crack. Um, and then you've got Joe Lewis, who again is seen as one of the greatest heavyweights ever. Um, yeah. Up against three British guys where you've got Lewis, who, yeah, he'd be, he'd be up there for, for one of the best heavyweights ever. Um, not maybe top three or four or, or maybe sneaking in at five or six. Um certainly behind Ali and Joe Lewis would be ahead of him in the all-time things. Then you've got Joshua, who's a young heavyweight, who's not really done, although he's a world champion, or when I say not done anything yet, but he's not done anything on the scale of, of an Ali or a Joe Lewis. Yeah. And then you've got Tyson Fury, who's won a world heavyweight title, and then not much else. So that, that's why I've had that, those matchups, mate, because you've, you've pretty much got two all-time greats. mismatch of height, size and weight, but you know, just 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 for the absolute brilliance of conversation and, and, and the build up. Well that's good Matty since we're doing a podcast, you know, it's always yeah, great. No, no, yeah. I know, but to, to, to put Tyson Fury and uh, Muhammad Ali together would be quite funny just for the just for the absolute nonsense that would get spoken by Tyson and uh, you know, it just be blown away by the brilliance of Ali to be fair. But uh um, you know, I, I, I think all the build-up to that, you know, just for the press conferences alone, it, it, it would be worth uh, paying the admission. I think. Who else? What other matchups then? Uh, so what we got there? So you got Fury against that. You went Fury against Ali. Yeah, well, only, like I said, only, only for that because, like I said, in, in terms of size and stuff like that, I did, although. although uh, Ali beats him up for me. Uh, you know he, he's going to need a step ladder to hit him, isn't he? Really, but um, uh, then uh, who do we have left? We, I'd, I'd say maybe, yeah, I'd go Joe Lewis, Tyson, and um, I would go uh, obviously Anthony Joshua and um, Lennox Lewis. No, they can't fight each other. Britain against the USA, Marty. The clues in the fucking the clues in the name, mate. Yeah. I've even written it in the. I'll, 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 I'll even read out the headline that I've given you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting tired. This is, uh, you know, this is. This was supposed to be an hour long. This. One. It's only an hour and twenty. Yeah, I know, I know, but you know, I, I, God, God knows, I need my beauty sleep. Um, but um, yeah, sorry then. So, well, in, in terms of that, um, uh, it's going to be an hour and forty if you. Joshua and uh, Lewis and uh, um, yeah, Lewis and Lewis. <laughs> Lewis and Lewis. Right, <laughs> Lewis and Lewis. Yes, I had. I was going to put Ali up against Lennox Lewis because I thought Lennox Lewis is the best from that group, and Ali's the best from the other group. So I'd like to see the best against the best of each group. Um, yeah. Then Tyson versus AJ, which I think would be interesting. Um, although AJ is much bigger than him, I think Tyson and AJ has shown a vulnerability as well when he gets hit. So I'm wondering if a peak Tyson would get to him and what would what would happen? Because um, for at least four rounds, Tyson would be 
for well, certainly ferocious in piling on the pressure. He was a four or five round fighter, Tyson, because of all that explosiveness and fast twitch um, yeah, yeah. that he's got. So I think that would be a really interesting fight, especially since AJ has shown vulnerability. And then Joe, Joe Lewis against Tyson Fury, because Tyson Fury's a bit of a um, he got a lot of boxing ability, and Joe Lewis was really smooth and. He had, a, he had yeah. a really nice style as well, so I, I don't know if it'd be the most exciting fight between those two, but I think it'd be, I think it'd be an interesting fight. Who do you think would, who do you think would come out and top in your matchups? Um, well, I mean, again, if we were, if we were talking, you know, size, I mean, I mean, again, we're talking, we're talking giants of people against. Uh, you know, I know, I know George Foreman was obviously a, a, a fair bit bigger than than Ali, but you know, we're not we're not talking. I don't think the size difference was quite what Lennox Lewis would be to, to to Ali, just in in terms of his sheer frame and everything else. I would still have Ali winning that fight, though. To be fair, um, uh, you know, just j- just on that. But um, again, I. I, I You'd give it, you'd give it all to the Americans unless AJ could get it out of uh, four rounds. In which case, again, you know, AJ's got a lot of power as well. You know, so uh, yeah, two one to the Americans for me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking the same. I think Ali would potentially beat Lewis because right, Lewis was huge and he, he could, he, he could obviously punch and he was, he was, a, he was a decent, he was a decent fighter. Lewis as well. he was a really good fighter actually. So. Whether Ali would have been able to solve that problem at his peak, he solved most problems at his peak. That was the thing Ali did. He, he was able to adapt and come up with pl- game plans and, and and figure it out. Plus, he was he was a, he's obviously a phenomenal boxer. Um, Tyson against AJ, that would be an interesting one. I don't know who I would pick in that. And then Tyson Fury, Joe Lewis, because of because of sheer size, I think Tyson Fury would be able to pick him apart a little bit. And that's only that's only the size thing. Would you lose? I would go to I would go to one America on that one again with you. So that was it, mate. That was a little bit of fun. We are yeah. going to finish up, mate. I'm going to play us out with his Ed Cars tune because it's a good tune. Um, so good luck to Tony Bellew. And uh, well, yeah, and then and thanks to you as well, mate, for coming on. So let me give this a quick blast. But thanks to everyone who is listening. Um, don't tell Adrian Brona. <laughs> in case he beats me up. Um, but but thanks for listening. This has been a good right hander. It's been myself, Roalan, and my mate Marty. Thanks for listening. And here come the Z cars. Come on, tell Tony Bell. I was going to say, come on, Tyson Bell. You fucked that one up. What <laughs> Tony Bell? You smooth. I know it's always smooth. Ah, oh, mate, every week. <laughs> <laughs>